on Labor Day weekend, together we recognize the importance to Americans of earning a living. Work affects our experience of justice and injustice, thus our sense of personal dignity, respect or disrespect, and our consequent ability to persevere in hope or not. With so many of us spending so much of our time in a workplace, what Christians call spirituality and non-religious people might call quality of life is inseparable from our experiences of work. Labor Day became a federal holiday in 1894, by which time some 30 states already celebrated it. The federal act followed the brutal deaths of 30 Chicago area Pullman sleeping car and other railroad workers, some of them African Americans, at the hands of U.S. military and federal marshals during the Pullman strike. Fearing escalating reaction to official violence, Congress unanimously rushed through legislation making Labor Day a national holiday. President Grover Cleveland signed this into law six days after the strike ended. Working class people in those days apparently had strong expectations about justice, dignity, and hope. Such commitments seem to have informed the famous comment of the labor organizer, Mother Jones, who colorfully said, pray for the dead and fight like hell. I've previously mentioned in this church that from eighth through twelfth grades, I was at a military boarding school supported entirely by scholarships. What I learned then about work was taught by the football players recruited to the school by its ample athletic scholarships. These young men pursued the prospect of all expenses paid appointment to one or another of the military academies. They came from the coal mining regions of Pennsylvania and other parts of Appalachia. This school offered them a pathway toward a better life and they meant to make the most of it. They wanted something different from working a lifetime in the mines 
railroad yards, dairies, fruit farms, factories, and mills of the Mid-Atlantic region. Some years after high school and college, while investigating child abuse for a southern state, I visited such workplaces. I have been to infernal chicken packing plants and textile mills with their unbelievable noise. Unless you have been inside such places, it is impossible to know what some people endure for an income. I met a brakeman with the Southern Railway who as a grown man had to obtain permission from his foreman before going to the bathroom. I don't condone child abuse, of course, but I know why some of it happens. Sometimes children pay for the indignities experienced by their parents in our society, wildly skewed as it is by differences in caste, race, and class, and thus by unequal educational opportunities, job training, working conditions, and salaries. Since we intend ourselves as people of conscience and goodwill, how could we not pause on this Labor Day weekend to consider what justice means in the context of work and even what having a job means to people, to their dignity? There are pointers to a way ahead for people sincerely concerned about justice for all, including all who labor. First, nothing is wrong, Christianly speaking, with transferring some of the abundance some of us have to job development for the unemployed or underemployed until everybody has a chance to meet basic physical needs and have a sense of personal worth and a hopeful spirit. As a 19th century industrial reformer said, we need to construct a society in which it is easier for everyone to be good. Second, it is right, Christianly speaking, to ensure that the conditions of work make room for the human spirit to express itself, flourish, and grow. The women textile workers of Massachusetts a century ago for instance, dangerously and bravely agitating for just wages 
insisted upon a little beauty with their justice as they sang, our hearts shall not be sweated from birth until life closes. Hearts starve as well as bodies. Give us bread, but give us roses. Of course, we observe the hopeful sign that some people, perhaps many, do enjoy their work and that some days it means not just a lot, but everything to them. And these days, there are many enlightened and caring employers. An erstwhile editor of the journal, The American Scholar, once described a realistic goal to pursue as a possibility for all people. Quote, work is for me the antidote not for any of the world's ills, but for all of my own. Work keeps the dog from the door, the blue funk on the other side of the window. When working well, my life falls into place. I needn't search for life's meaning, but seem temporarily to have found it. I am in a world not notably arranged for sustained felicity, as close to happiness as I am likely to get." Close quote. What we are after, Christianly speaking, is this possibility or a reasonable chance of it for everyone. So workers at all levels of society must experience justice and fairness in each one's workplace. When coupled with a touch of loveliness, perhaps appreciation and meaning, we have the chance of a life with dignity and hope. Here is the religious notion of the salvation of body and soul, indeed the presence and the power of the divine with us. With this, we shall be able to sing with the author of Psalm number 119, assigned by the church for today, this Labor Day weekend, incline my heart to your decrees and not to unjust gain. Turn my eyes from watching what is worthless. Give me life in your ways. <laughs> 